Welcome back to the channel, Magic the Gathering fans. On this episode of Car Anthology, we'll be taking a look at the second set of the Kamigawa block. This set came after the first expansion of the block known as Champions of Kamigawa. So, with that being said, let's go over the set known as Betrayers of Kamigawa. Betrayers of Kamigawa was released on February 4th of the year 2005 and was the 34th expansion of the Magic the Gathering franchise. The designers and developers of the set were Mike Elliott, Randy Bueller, Henry Stern, Devin Lowe, Matt Place, and Paul Sotosanti, with Jeremy Cranford returning as the art director. The symbol of the set was a shuriken which symbolized the ninja theme portrayed in this expansion. This set contained 165 total cards with 55 cards each of common, uncommon, and rares. This expansion, just like most sets, were sold in 15 card booster packs, fat packs, booster boxes, had a novel, and four pre-constructed decks which were the black and red Dark Devotion, the mono blue Ninjutsu, the mono black Rat's Nest, and the white and green deck known as Spiritcraft. There were two main mechanics that were introduced in this expansion. The first mechanic was Ninjutsu, which allowed a player to put a ninja creature card from his or her hand into play tapped and attacking. To do this, the player had to pay a cost and return an attacking unblocked creature they controlled back to their hand. This can be seen on the card Ninja of the Deep Hours. The other mechanic was Offering. This was a mechanic that allowed players to partially pay for a spell by sacrificing a creature of a certain type, and will let the spell be played as an instant. This can be seen on the card Patron of the Orochi. The storyline continues from the Champions of Kamigawa expansion. Toshiro Yumazawa continues his adventure with the Princess Michiko, but the Kami War is slowly engulfing the plane of Kamigawa. As the story goes on, a powerful spirit beast threatens the inhabitants of the plane. The story of the Kamigawa block would conclude with the last expansion known as Saviors of Kamigawa. There were 8 true cycles, 1 vertical cycle, 1 reprinted cycle, and 2 functional reprints. The first cycle were the alternate spice cards, which were common instant spells that could be sliced onto arcane by paying a non-mana spice cost. Spells of this cycle included 100 Talon Strike, Veil of Secrecy, Horobi's Whisper, Torrent of Stone, with the last card being Roar of Jakai. The next cycle were the Baku, which were common spirit creatures that gain key counters whenever their controller plays a spirit or arcane spell and can be removed for an ability. The Baku cycle included cards such as Waxmane Baku, Quillmane Baku, Skullmane Baku, Blademane Baku, and the last card being Petalmane Baku. The flip cards were a cycle of uncommon human creatures that also acquire key counters and may be flipped at the end of each turn once they have two key counters. The flip forms of these creatures were legendary, with activated abilities that require removing a key counter. The creatures of the cycle included Faithful Squire, Kalajushi, Hired Muscle, Cunning Bandit, with the last card being Badoka Pupil. The Genju Cycle was a cycle of auroras that can temporarily turn the land they enchant into a creature for 2 generic mana and the enchantment could go into a player's hand if the enchanted land goes to the graveyard. The cards of this cycle included Genju of the Cedars, Genju of the Falls, Genju of the Fens, Genju of the Fields, and the last card being Genju of the Spires. The card Genju of the Realm is also a 5 color complement to this cycle as well. The 1 mana spirit cycles were a cycle of common 1-1 spirits that cost 1 mana of a particular color and have an ability when sacrificed. The cards of the cycle included Kami of False Hope, Teardrop Kami, Bile Urchin, Frostling, and Child of Thorns. The Shoals were arcane spells that cost X and 2 of the appropriate mana, but can also be cast as a pitch spell if they remove an X mana card of a specified color. The cards of this cycle were Blazing Shoal, Disrupting Shoal, Nourishing Shoal, Shining Shoal, with the last card being Sickening Shoal. Blazing Shoal and Shining Shoal were also used a lot during tournament construction play around this time as well. The patrons were rare legendary spirit creatures that have creature offerings which allow a player to sacrifice a specific creature type and pay the mana difference. The cards of this cycle were Patron of the Orochi, Patron of the Kitsune, Patron of the Aki, Patron of the Moon, and Patron of the Nizumi. 
The lobotomy spells were an uncommon psycho spells that removed a target card from the game, then also removed other copies of the card in a controller's graveyard, hand, and library from the game. This was also the reprinted cycle from Urza's Destiny and included the card Scour, Quash, Eradicate, Sewing Salt, with the last card of the cycle being Splinter. The last cycle, which was the only vertical cycle of the set, was the Glass Kites. These are blue flying creatures that had, whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or an ability for the first time in a turn, counter that spell or ability. Cards of this cycle included Shimmering Glass Kite, Jetting Glass Kite, and Kira Great Glass Spinner. Reprints and Betrayers of Kamigawa included the card Phantom Wings, which is a card that was last seen in the Weatherlight expansion, the functional reprint Neural Mask, which played the same as Trained Armadon from the core set 8th edition, and the functional reprint Goblin Cohort, which played the same as Mock Conscripts from the Tempest set. While the set was nowhere nearly as powerful as the Champions of Kamigawa expansion, this set still produced a few notable cards. The first card was Ninja of the Deep Hours, which is a blue human ninja with a ninjutsu, and when it deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. This card has seen a few Pro Tour scenes in blue-green and blue-red decks, along with being seen recently as the 2018 Delver decks in the Pauper format. Flames of the Bloodhand was a red instant spell that deals 4 damage to a player and prevents a player from gaining life that turn. This card has been a part of multiple formats and associated with different bird decks along with Zergo Bellstriker decks for the Dual Commander format. Threads of Disloyalty was a blue enchantment aura that enchants a creature with converted mana cost of 2 or below and you control that creature. This card was also seen in a variety of formats and was seen in decks such as Callblade, Delver, Blue-Green Tron, and Fairies. Tendo Ice Bridge was a land card that comes into play with a charge counter on it. This card can tap for one generic mana and can also be tapped to add one mana of any color if the charge counter is removed. While only being able to get used once for any one mana, this card was still seen in a few Eldrazi aggro decks in the modern format along with being part of the Bloom Titan deck as well. Goryo's Vengeance was a black arcane spell that has the splice onto arcane and had the effect of returning target legendary creature card from your graveyard to play and that creature gains haste. You also have to remove that creature from the game at the end of the turn. While it did not see a lot of tournament play, it was a key piece in some modern decks as a way of cheating in the creature Gristlebland into play and gaining massive card advantage. The last notable card of this set was the card Yumazawa's Jite, which was a legendary equipment that when a creature deals damage with this card, put two charge counters on Yumazawa's Jite. You can also remove a charge counter and choose an effect from a list of three effects. This is considered the most powerful card of this expansion as it has been seen as a supremely versatile card. It is used in a multitude of formats as Yumazawa's Jite is cheap and can be used almost anywhere. This is also extremely popular in the commander format as it can gain you life, buff your creatures, or make other creatures weaker. A sealed booster box of Betrayers of Kamigawa is worth around $500. So that is all we have for this episode of Card Anthology from Magic the Gathering. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and if you did, make sure you leave a like, drop a comment, and share this video. Be sure to subscribe to the channel to check out more videos such as this one, and also be sure to check out our MTG Timeline video where we go over the lore of the Magic the Gathering universe. If you'd also like to donate to our Patreon page, or do a one-time donation via PayPal, click on the link in the video description below to help support the channel. If you missed our previous episode that goes over the Champions of Kamigawa expansion, click on the link in the video description below to check it out now. Our next episode will be over the Saviors of Kamigawa expansion set, so be on the lookout for that episode in the future. That is all I have today, everyone. Coach over here signing out, and I will see you all next time.